From Creation Ministries International, you're listening to Creation.com's article podcast. The research and insights that give God the glory, refute evolution, and give you the answers to defend your faith. I'm Joseph Darnell. During the 2021 Baseball World Series, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, issued a press release calling for the baseball world to, quote, strike out the word bullpen, end quote. It's a reference to the holding area where terrified bulls are kept before slaughter. PETA's suggestion for an animal-friendly term was the arm barn. It is hard to take such a suggestion seriously, especially since a barn is hardly an animal-friendly place in their minds. Yet the subject of animal rights is a common topic of discussion today. Should we Christians, like PETA, be against animal testing, even if it can save human lives? Do we need to avoid all animal products in our modern manufacturing supply chains? Are we allowed to eat meat? Where are we supposed to draw the line? First, let us establish some biblical principles for the ethical treatment of animals. These include the following. Ultimately, animals belong to God since he created them in the first place. Psalm 50 verses 10 and 11 says, For every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills, and all that moves in the field is mine. And in Jeremiah 27 5, God states, It is I who by my great power and my outstretched arm have made the earth, with the men and animals that are on the earth, and I give it to whomever seems right to me. Thus, our interaction with animals and our use of them must be consistent with God's moral requirements and for His glory. It's also right to note that God delegated dominion over creation, including animals, to mankind. Genesis 9-2 reads, The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. Into your hands they are delivered. Animals and plants do not have intrinsic rights since God hasn't given them any. The purpose of animals and plants is to be of service to mankind, for whose benefit God has provided them. Yet God cares for animals and plants, and so should we, as demonstrated by examples in Scripture. In Matthew 6:26, Jesus says, Look at all the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet my heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And in Luke 15, 4-6, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country, and goes after the one that he has lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me! for I have found my sheep that was lost. God does not place moral obligations onto animals or plants, and Jesus did not die for them, even though they are affected by the curse of Adam's sin. In Genesis 3:17 through 19, God states, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, 
for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. However, God places moral obligations on mankind and provided a remedy for the curse through the sacrifice of His Son. Therefore, man is in a different class from the rest of the created order. And killing an animal is not equivalent to murder of a human being, because humans are created in the image of God, and animals are not. Genesis 9, 2-6 The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground and all of the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. But you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. And for your blood I will require a reckoning. From every beast I shall require it, and from man. From his fellow man I shall require a reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. However, this does not give us free reign to do whatever we please. For example, we are not to be rapacious plunderers. Deuteronomy 22.6-7 If you come across a bird's nest in any tree or on the ground, with young ones or eggs, and the mother sitting on the young or on the eggs, you shall not take the mother with the young. You shall let the mother go, but the young you can take for yourself, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long. And the Bible says that humans can own and confine animals and put them into service. James 3.3-7 3, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed, and has been tamed by mankind. That said, we should not be cruel to animals, but should give them food, care, and rest. Deuteronomy 25.4 You shall not muzzle an ox when it is treading out the grain. Proverbs 12.10 Whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Exodus 23.12 Six days you shall do your work, but on the seventh day you shall rest, that your ox and your donkey may have rest, and the son of your servant woman and the alien may be refreshed. And we're permitted by God to eat meat in Genesis 9.3. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. And 1 Corinthians 10.25 Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience. Following the principles outlined here, we should not inflict unnecessary pain on animals. However, this does not mean that we cannot use them for medical research, even if this means that their lives are sacrificed for humans. The Bible lays out a clear hierarchy for animals well below humans. Consider what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Thus, the lives of research animals are worth less than the life of a single human being that can be saved by medical advances coming from medical research which uses animals. In contrast to these biblical principles, PETA states on their website, Animals are not ours to experiment on, eat, 
wear, use for entertainment, or abuse in any other way. They attempt to justify their position by referencing the Bible, stating that ethical treatment, the golden rule, must be extended to all living beings, reptiles, mammals, fish, insects, birds, amphibians, and crustaceans. The golden rule, of course, is directly drawn from the words of Jesus in Luke 6.31, and as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. The others here clearly refers to human beings. Why should this be extended to other forms of life? PETA provides no justification. In fact, they have no justification. Coming from an evolutionary background, they actually have no logical way to apply any sort of morality to any situation. As the late evolutionary professor William Provine so clearly stated during a debate, Let me summarize my views on what modern evolutionary biology tells us loud and clear, and I must say that these are basically Darwin's views. There are no gods, no purposeful forces of any kind, no life after death. When I die, I am absolutely certain that I am going to be completely dead. That's just all. That's going to be the end of me. There is no ultimate foundation for ethics, no ultimate meaning in life, and no free will for humans either. If humans evolved to dominate, to eat other species, to be wasters of the natural world, what of it? If humans cause extinction, so what? If all the polar bears drown on melting ice flows, whatever. In the naturalistic evolutionary worldview, humans are but a blip in the cosmos, an accidental arrangement of molecules that just happened to come together in the past and that will no longer exist sometime in the future. So if you think about it, PETA is attempting to hijack biblical authority and biblical morality, yet their argument has no logical basis. Instead, it is the Christian biblical worldview that provides answers, as we've outlined. We'll look at more of the flaws in the thinking of the PETA organization right after a short break. Advances in science along with mankind's depraved nature can lead to a world of evil. And just when we think that the worst is behind us, someone gets a dark and insidious idea to use technology, modern medicine, and other innovations for another immoral purpose. What's to stop people exploiting modern marvels of science for their own benefit? And why shouldn't experts mandate that citizens of every country yield to the dictates of evolutionists? Because we all face challenging ethical problems, CMI offers the video presentation titled Bioethics, featuring Dr. Jonathan Sarfati. With his usual clarity, Dr. Sarfati shows how controversial ethical issues can be resolved if God's word, especially Genesis, is understood properly. This video covers topics such as animal welfare versus animal rights, eugenics and euthanasia, abortion, cloning and stem cells, and many other concerns. Dr. Sarfati reveals the ethical horrors resulting from an evolutionary worldview. If you or someone you know needs answers to serious bioethical problems, get and watch the presentation simply titled Bioethics, available at creation.com store.
Based on our understanding of the biblical principles for how we should treat animals, we can determine that the position of PETA and similar organizations is illogical. Most animal rights advocates would claim that humans evolved from animals. Thus, it would be no more immoral for a lion to chase down and eat a gazelle than it would be for a human to eat a steak. They create a double standard, one that applies to humans but not to animals. If humans are evolved animals, there is no moral reason to try and prevent humans from doing what they seem to have evolved to do that is, to eat meat. And their position is impractical. Our modern manufacturing system uses a huge number of animal byproducts. To eradicate their use would be tantamount to erasing much of modern society. Thirdly, it's indiscriminate. PETA argues that animals have rights equivalent to the rights of humans and that we should treat animals by similar rules to how we would expect humans to be treated. This claim is invalid. Mankind is a distinct creation according to Genesis 2 7, and animals are of a lesser kind, not equal to humans based on Genesis 1 24-27 and 1 Corinthians 15 39. Thus, their views cannot be justified on their biblical or evolutionary grounds. Yet, notice how they attempted to use a biblical principle, the Golden Rule. They twist scripture to suit their own ends. And it's also inconsistent. In their FAQs, PETA claims that they take no position on the issue of abortion and do not have a statement endorsing or condemning abortion. However, by claiming that they have no position on the issue, they in fact do take a stance. As an analogy, in Matthew 12, Jesus stated, Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. If abortion is evil, by not speaking against it, they tacitly endorse it. To oppose the death of animals for medical research, even where this is painless, but not oppose the death of human beings, is hypocritical, to say the least. And lastly, we want to point out it's immoral. God provided coverings of skins for Adam and Eve in Genesis 3, and He commands to sacrifice animals in Leviticus 4, use animal skins in Exodus 26, and to eat meat in Exodus 12. And Jesus told the disciples to eat fish in John 21, and to provide a donkey for Him to ride upon in Matthew 21. To claim that using animal services and animal products is unethical is to claim that God gives immoral commands and that Jesus sinned. And this is blasphemy. The guidelines we find in the Bible address the ethical claims of animal rights advocates. This confirms once again the relevance of the Bible in every area of life. The Creation.com article podcast is hosted by me, Joseph Darnell. You'll find lots of interesting related content in the links and show notes. This episode's article was written by James R. Hughes and Robert W. Carter. Be sure to listen to our other show, Creation.com Talk. Visit our events page to find a creationist giving a presentation in your local area. If you'd like to help us, become a monthly supporter at Creation.com slash donate. If you want the latest noteworthy research and news, subscribe to Creation Magazine. From everyone at creation.com, thanks for listening.